This is On Minnesota History, a podcast based on the work of Kurt Brown, whose column, On Minnesota History, appears each Sunday in the Minneapolis Star Tribune newspaper. I'm your host, Jennifer Johnson. I think we've discussed how a great network of people help with these columns and reach out with suggestions. So in this case, it was an 86-year-old guy uh, named Richard Neiman, who had told me about his brother who died in the Korean War. In Korea, United Nations troops push on in the cautious advance against the communists. His plane was shot down 65 years ago over North Korea, which certainly doesn't make him unique. 54,000 Americans were killed in the Korean conflict, a war that often gets overlooked. But his case was a little bit different because his remains were never found. The contents of First Lieutenant Richard Neiman's wallet were listed on a document in a Russian archive in Moscow. A retired Soviet colonel recalled interrogating the tight-lipped U.S. fighter pilot at the end of the Korean War, 40 years earlier. For years now, Neiman's brother and daughter have taken turns attending annual meetings with military officials in Washington, D.C., trying to answer gnawing questions about just what happened to Bob. For years, the family thought that Robert Neiman's plane had been shot down uh, by enemy pilots and he crashed into a remote area and that that was the end of the story and that's why his body was never recovered. Did the enemy pluck his wallet from his dead body amid the wreckage of his fighter jet? shot out of a cloudy sky over North Korea on April 12, 1953? Or did he survive the crash and face questioning as a prisoner three months before the end of the Korean War? Richard Neiman, Bob's younger brother, told Kurt it was a long time ago. You kind of get used to it. Anne Bakkinson, who was 11 months old when her dad disappeared, said nothing is conclusive. She turned 66 years old this year. Bakkinson's quest for closure has taken her from her home in Oregon to the 1995 dedication of the Korean War Memorial in Washington, D.C. She wound up under a tree that day, talking with other Korean War families far from the crowded ceremony on the National Mall. She said, when we started asking, how old were you when you lost your dad? It struck me. That was the first time I realized I grew up without my father. I was so young, I didn't know I missed him. Her mother, Thelma, was pregnant when her father's plane went down. Anne's younger brother, Bobby, was born two months later. He now lives in Stillwater. Their father was presumed dead one year after the crash. When no new information surfaced, their mother remarried in the late 1950s and the family moved to Arizona. You're watching live pictures from Moscow this morning. He has declared a state of emergency. But back in 1993, when Russian President Boris Yeltsin and the Soviet Union collapse were going on and rules were kind of loosening up, both the superpowers agreed to 
at least cooperate on one thing, and that was helping to find missing in action bodies and bring resolution to some of these cases. So all of a sudden, a file emerged from the archives in Moscow that included a list of things that had been found in Robert Neiman's wallet. That included driver's license and ID cards, lottery tickets, and even family photos. But more interesting than that, one of the Russian colonels at the time, 40 years later, a guy named Viktor Bushayev, um, he told investigators that he remembered a guy named Neiman or Nyman or Newman, um, and that he had interrogated him. So now all of a sudden the family was intrigued by wondering whether their, their relative, in this case, um, the father of a woman named Ann Bakkinson, all of a sudden she wondered now, was her father killed when his plane crashed or did he survive the crash to be interrogated by this Russian colonel? So it became a mystery. This Russian colonel in talking to U.S. investigators working for the government um, later recanted the story. He said, uh, maybe it wasn't this Robert Neiman, maybe it was another guy. And there was a, a similar plane crash a few months before Neiman's plane went down. Um, and, and, and in that case, the pilot survived. He had been spreading propaganda leaflets, dropping them over North Korea. He survived the crash and was taken into prison. And so yet later, this Russian said, oh, I must have been talking about that guy. It's reasonable, but inconclusive, Bakkinson said. As we seek closure, it's easy to say there's a good possibility that happened, but I don't want to write off the less likely scenario. That scenario is that her father survived the crash. And that's probably what happened, and the family agrees that it was probably a case of mistaken identity. Their father and brother probably was killed in the plane crash, but there's still uh, no resolution. The remains have not been found, and there's still a chance that he did survive and was interrogated in a Chinese prison by Russian authorities. So the mystery remains, and the people of New Ulm are, are honoring their fallen pilot as the family still seeks answers. In 1998, Bakkinson joined a Defense Department delegation that traveled to North Korea, viewing a site where remains were being recovered. Now, after more than 20 years of unresolved questions about her father's death, Bakkinson is returning to where his life started, New Ulm. After a memorial service in May at the New Ulm Cemetery and an Air Force flyover salute, Neiman's daughter will deliver the keynote address as the Brown County Historical Society opens a new Neiman exhibit. U.S. Air Force Commander Tom Schneider is with the United States Rear Command in Japan. There are many thousand missing soldiers from the, North, from the Korean War, uh, which means that there are many thousands of families that have their relatives that they don't know where they were. Robert Neiman earned his pilot's license as a senior at New Ulm High School in 1946. He received a military commission to West Point, his quickest route to becoming a pilot. He was married in 1951 and was last seen two years later, banking his jet in heavy clouds, engaging with enemy pilots over North Korea. 
More than 65 years later, as U.S. relations with Russia and North Korea careen in different directions, Neiman's family continues to hope for answers. For On Minnesota History, I'm Jennifer Johnson. UN airmen support their comrades as the free world wonders if at last peace will come to Korea. On Minnesota History is a podcast based on the work of Kurt Brown, whose column, On Minnesota History, appears each Sunday in the Minneapolis Star Tribune newspaper.